This is the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as your host, the commissioner of this event. Uh, we have gotten through 23 picks to this point. We now head to pick 24 with the Cincinnati Bengals coming on the clock to make their pick. Last three picks off the board in case you haven't been paying attention. Chris Jones heading to Washington at 21. Ashawn Robinson heading to Houston at 22. Leonard Floyd over to Minnesota at 23. Uh, but we do have Fran Duffy heading up uh, the Bengals here. Fran is the co-host of the College Draft podcast. And Fran, thanks for joining us. It's a busy time of year for you, I know. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me, Chuck. Definitely. And uh, do you mind introducing our audience to uh, your staff so they can know who's going to be assisting you with the pick? A absolutely. So uh, when I knew that I was going to be in charge of the Bengals, the first person that I knew I had to have be a part of my staff was Joe Goodberry, who does such a great job covering the Bengals, especially from a draft perspective, has done some great stuff online as well as on uh, CincyJungle.com. Joe, I appreciate you joining us here to, uh, to try and make this pick. Thank you for the kind words, Fran. Fran, uh, any questions before we officially put you on the clock? No, man. I think, uh, I think we're excited to try and discuss this pick. Very good. In that case, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock, and you've got 15 minutes to make the pick. All right, so uh, so Joe, I guess really, real quick, why don't we just kind of buzz through the big needs right now in terms of who we need. I mean, obviously, wide receiver, you know, you lose Marvin Jones, you lose Muhammad Sanu, so receiver is certainly uh, a big need that's probably near the top of our list. Any other positions here, corner, outside linebacker, what, what else is on, is on your mind at this point? Yeah, wide receiver is definitely the glaring need after losing those two guys. I think they have needed for a long time a nickel linebacker, somebody that's athletic, that can help them pass coverage. After Lee went earlier in this draft, I think that's probably off the board until later in the draft. Uh, I would say also maybe a nose tackle to replace Domata Pecco, who's also in the last year of his deal. So you can look to the future. I like to draft a defensive lineman a year early anyways because they normally don't produce at high levels as a rookie. So if we're looking ahead, I think defensive tackle is a position we could see here too. Interesting. All right, well, at receiver, I mean, really the big name, there's a couple of names that are still here right now. Corey Coleman from Baylor probably stands out. Tyler Boyd as well from Pitt. Uh, anybody standing out for you in terms of who we think we might go with in terms of that position? I'd also consider Michael Thomas from Ohio State. I sure. think you, you have a guy who could can potentially be a number one receiver. He's big. He's fast. He moves really well for such a big guy. I think he could eventually turn into a really good route runner. Uh, you have to like his potential. And for the Bengals, they're not really going to rely on him early so they can allow him time to develop and become a more all-around receiver. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to think of a guy that can really – help complement this passing game. You know, you've got A.J. Green, who obviously can win in so many different ways. You have Tyler Eifert there. We know what we have in the run game, so many different versatile weapons in this offense. And that's why Coleman kind of stands out to me, because he's a guy that can line up inside, he can line up outside. We know we don't, want to, we don't need to bring him along right away, so we can really start to develop him as a route runner and really try to bring him along. Coleman certainly is intriguing. Some of the other positions you talked about, though, you know, nose tackle. Uh, could it be Austin Johnson? You know, could we go that route? Is there any other nose tackle that kind of uh, piques your interest here at this point? I would have really liked Rankins. He didn't. He didn't make it all the way. Andrew Billings would have been a guy I think uh, would have been a perfect fit. Also, he didn't make it to this pick. Uh, you mentioned Corey Coleman. It seems very obvious as a, as a Bengals fan that he would be the pick in this scenario. 
just his speed, his agility, his explosion, what he would offer while A.J. Green's going deep and Tyler Eifert's working the middle. If you want a perfect complement for this offense and a guy that could fit with the other guys you have, I would say it's Corey Coleman. Yeah, I, I would. I think I would lean that way too. But you know, just want to uh, turn over every rock before we hand this card in. Obviously, we got a few more minutes still. Uh, you know, is there anybody else? Is there you know, Jerron Reed? Does he pique your interest? Vernon sure. Butler. Uh, you know, I would agree that if we're looking for a nickel linebacker, I don't know that we necessarily need to right now. I mean, Ragland is still there, but I don't know that he fits uh, necessarily that type of profile. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, especially with Raglan, he's more of the same of what they had. Uh, you know, more of a thumper, more of a, a downhill run defending linebacker. That's not somebody who would fit. Even if they need a linebacker, I don't see the fit there. And with the defensive defensive tackle class being so deep, I'm not sure the value is at this pick. It, you might be able to get a similar graded player, maybe slightly lower in the second, maybe even the third round. How are you feeling right now about where we're at in the secondary? You know, at corner, obviously, we just spent a one on Darquez Denard. Uh, Reggie Nelson still in the market. How, how are we feeling right now in terms of the secondary long term? I would consider William Jackson here, and that's because Kirkpatrick, you know, they've liked to take first-round corners, and then they sit them for a year, two years. And for in Kirkpatrick's case, they sent him for two and a half years. Uh, and then he got a full-time starting job last year. He didn't really play all that well. He had a lot of issues as a full-time starter. We haven't seen Darquise Denard more than maybe 200 snaps in two, in two seasons. They really haven't had a plan to get these guys on the field. Now that Leon Hall's gone, Terrence Newman's gone, Pac-Man Jones was re-signed re and extended, you would think your three starters are Kirkpatrick, Denard, and Adam Jones. They also drafted Josh Shaw last year, who you're going to consider probably be your fourth guy. They played him a little inside. He's played some outside. He's played some safety gotta like the depth there i i would consider a corner here like a william jackson after mackenzie alexander already went uh but in my mind i think still wide receiver is the way to go i'm still i'm still leaning towards Corey coleman would would eli apple pique your interest at all as a as an ohio state guy obviously he's local to me he's in from uh, Voorhees, new jersey you know, Apple's got that size, got that length. He's got the big school pedigree, which we know uh, is important there in Cincinnati over the last few years. What uh, What is it about Apple that you lean more towards Jackson instead of him? Yeah, I, you named all the things why I think they would consider him with the size and the big school and knowing him being in their own backyard, really. Uh, for me, Jackson, I love his ball skills. I love how, how often he got his hands on the ball. He defends the deep well very well. I, I think he's his ball awareness. Things I look for in a corner that I, that usually are signs of him being a good player down the road, I see with William Jackson. Uh, I just think that, you know, if I'm going corner, I like Jackson more than Apple. Yeah, and when it comes down to overall player, though, and really this really matches with need, too, I really I think it all goes back to Corey Coleman, man. I, I feel good about if we if we turn the, the card in for Corey Coleman, I feel like we've got a playmaker now to pair with AJ Green and with Tyler Eifert and with this run game with Gio Bernard and with Jeremy Hill. I feel pretty good about where we're at, especially after all we invested in the offensive line a year ago. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, coming up to this pick, I said it. I, I'm thinking in my mind it's got to be Corey Coleman. We turn over every stone. We look at the comparisons of, of who's out there. I feel 100% confident going with Corey Coleman and ex adding someone that explosive to this offense. It gives them a player they really haven't had, that type they really haven't had. I think he could be a Deshaun Jackson type player as a deep yeah. threat, and I think you could see like a Tavon Austin as a short uh, player. 
and uh, that's somebody I want to add to this team. So yeah, I'm 100% with you to add him. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because when I watched uh, when I watched Corey Coleman, the guy that it reminded me was Deshaun Jackson, a little bit Pierre Garcon there as well because the yards after catch. Sure. I feel yep. pretty good about turning this card in, Chuck. Let's uh, let's go with Corey Coleman, wide receiver from Baylor. Outstanding. As you heard, the Cincinnati Bengals taking Corey Coleman, the wide receiver, speedy wide receiver at that out of Baylor. We're going to head over now to Mark Schofield and Shane Alexander just for a little bit of information on the pick. Shane, Corey Coleman going off the board right here, number 24 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Talk to me about Coleman uh, and, and how he compares to some of the other wide receivers drafted ahead of him, Josh Doxson and Laquan Treadwell. Biggest differences as well as similarities. Well, I love this pick first and foremost. In my own personal mock, that's who I selected uh, for Cincinnati. I really like Corey Coleman if you contextualize it. And with him going to Cincinnati as a compliment to A.J. Green, I think he can really accentuate his strength. Uh, I said if Reggie Bush was a wide receiver, uh, it would be Corey Coleman. And that, that's a compliment. Um, another compliment to him is I think he's of the Odell Beckham Jr. archetype. I'm not going to compare him as far as success, but just the mold and the style of receiver, how he wins. I think he's that sort of wide receiver. Uh, very elusive. He's a very, very, very freak athlete in space. I mean, you can just Google or find some highlights of this guy. When he gets the ball in space, he's gone. It's six. Uh, something he's going to have to transition to is learning any nuance of an NFL wide receiver. Art Riles, uh, the head coach at Baylor, really doesn't ask his wide receivers to do anything if they're not the um, um, if they're not designed in the play concept because they wants to keep them healthy. So he's not going to really know how to you know to uh, to block on the edge. He's really not going to know some nuances. But like I say, you contextualize it. You put him opposite AJ Green in a complimentary role. You you bring him along more slowly. You let him learn behind a veteran like Brandon LaFell who understands those nuances. I think you have a uh, you know you got lightning in a bottle with this guy. He's your home run guy like Martavius Bryant in Pittsburgh um, is for them. So if you're going to go for a Super Bowl, you need to round out this offense, and I think Corey Coleman does that. Any concerns from uh, a hands perspective? I know that's been one thing that has come up uh, when a couple people have looked at him. Is that something that concerns you at all? You know, his hands aren't, um, you know, his hands aren't Jerry Rice, but uh, Amari Cooper, he was picked over as far as his drop rate coming out of Alabama, and, you know, and we saw it uh, last year with him as a rookie in Oakland. He's going to drop passes, but you keep him around and you live for the ones that he, that he does catch. Um, and so it's not a big concern. It's a meticulous concern. It's something you pick apart, but not big. Mark, looking at the pick in terms of how Cincinnati can use him in this offense, Shane was talking about him being a great compliment to A.J. Green. Do you share that sentiment here? <laughs> For the most part, I mean, I think they're very complementary type receivers. I mean, A.J. Green's a nice vertical threat. What Coleman does well and what he was really used in that Brow sort of offensive scheme was he ran a lot of in-cuts, a lot of vertical routes, and a lot of stop-curl-hitch routes. I mean, that was kind of the route tree that he had, and he ran them all very well. Um, now you've got, for Andy Dalton, two legitimate deep vertical threats that can you can push the ball down the field. And what's great about that is they did a lot of four verticals, type stuff last year and it worked really well. Now you got a guy that can come in and kind of run that stuff on, on day one and give you that portion of the route tree really easily and run it extremely well. What it also does is look, you've got now a secondary situation where secondary is going to have to really worry about the deep ball and the deep threat with both of these guys out there. What does that do? That opens up that intermediate sort of underneath area of the field for Tyler Eifert, who's grown into another sort of, you know, offensive weapon of the tight end position in the AFC that we're seeing other teams have. And if you can stretch the field vertically 
open up stuff underneath. That makes life easier for the quarterback. Cincinnati's like one or two pieces away from winning a Super Bowl. They might have found that piece with Corey Coleman. Mark, you certainly read my mind there. I was going to say that Tyler Eifert might actually be the biggest beneficiary of this pick right here. Good to hear that you might agree with me on that one. I would agree with that, my friend. Good to hear that. Mark Schofield, Shane Alexander, big thank you for your time here. Corey Coleman was the pick at number 24 to the Cincinnati Bengals. We are staying in the division, going to Pittsburgh tomorrow to see what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do with their pick. Tune in tomorrow for the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft.